0: Good evening. Today is January 19th, 2019. This is Ciancio Speaks Sports. I do want to start this episode by breaking some news. So, during my pilot episode, my grandfather, Ralph Ciancio, turned in. Um, he was not doing well and recently he passed away. I want to take this time Thank him for tuning into my show as one of the last things he did on this earth, and for everything he did um, as a friend, a mentor, a role model. Um, and thank you for everything. Thank you for being us that went on Kate Cod where you stepped out of bounds. You know, thank you for that. But with that being said, we got a great show planned for tonight. The topics are: if you could build an NFL team around three players, who would they be and why? Another topic is, should MMA fighters go out on their shield? Going out on your shield is, keep fighting even if you have no shot winning and are very hurt. Third topic is, do sports such as lacrosse, soccer, and rugby have a place in American mainstream culture? Why or why not? Fourth topic, we're going to talk about individual sports. Are they on the way out? Why or why not? Fifth topic, we're going to talk about youth sports. Are youth sports becoming too competitive? And lastly, we'll be talking about a very hot topic in the wrestling community. Should the late, great Chris Benoit be inducted into WWE Hall of Fame? Why or why not? If you want to call in and get a piece of the action, call in at 563-999-3462. Once again, that number is Five six three nine 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 three four six two. Carlo two four zero. You are on the air. Hello.
1: Hey, what's up, RJ? This is Big Steve. What's going on?
0: Not much. How about you?
1: I'm um, I'm doing, man. I'm doing. You know, my godmother. She is. Has- you know, real sick. But you know, sometimes there's, there's so much going. On. And my deepest condolences to your father, man. You look, you look just like him. You know. <laughs> you know.
0: Thank
1: you you Thank look you. just like him. You know. You put the picture. You put your picture, and then you put his picture, and then you go. You know, I had. I'm a techie, so you put it side by side. I say, yep, that's his dad. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my grandfather was a great guy. I'm gonna miss him. But we got a show to get to. So first topic: um, If you had to pick three players to build an NFL team around, who would they be?
1: Oh, that's easy. That's easy. You know, uh, you know, you got to put um, t- Tom Brady the top of the list. You know, and then there's uh, Mister. Um, I mean, he's a good receiver, but right now he's acting like a bucket, you know, Mr. Brown, you know. I mean, if it's three plays on offense or three plays on defense, you know, but I have to go with J.J. Watts, you know. Very, I mean, very dangerous individual, rushing, Russian, you know. But, you know.
0: Yes, very dangerous. You know. Personally, personally, the first one i take is Patrick Mahomes from the Chiefs because I think he's the next up-and-coming quarterback. So if I'm starting a team I want you know to have some competitiveness for longevity. Second of all, I do think you have to go with an elite receiver, but I'm going to DeAndre Hopkins because he's not a diva, and I don't want that in a young locker room. And then I'm going to agree with you on J.J. Watt because I think he is the best player in defensive NFL history.
1: Okay. Yeah, I always think three pla-
0: good. Yeah, I think three players is always interesting because, and it's interesting we both use J.J. on our teams because, you know, when people think, you know, name three players, I usually get a quarterback, a running back, a receiver. The fact that we omitted the running back position as a whole shows how past happy the league has gotten and how much a guy like J.J. Watt really means to the NFL – Keeping us grounded in defensive football.
1: Yeah, but not only in football, you have to look at him when he for his uh, contributions to the community. You know, he gave away his whole season check to the city of Houston when the flood victim. That I, you know, that takes good That takes really. Gus, to do that, you know, to take a whole salary, to give it, you know, that's, that's something, you know, I commend him not only for a football player, but as a man, you know, just, just like, um, Chris Long, um, you know, what he did, he gave away his whole, co- you know, his whole season check, you know, you know, not, not too many people do that. You know, that, that takes a man to do that.
0: I think it's also you really know. nice because it's a sense of connectiveness to the players showing that, you know, despite how big they may be, they're still human. It's something that some people blow out of proportion. Like, you know, if you're a diva, looking at you, Antonio Brown, or whether you're just making major money deals like Michael Jordan did. Some of these guys think they're above you and others really stay grounded in what they came from, and they stay humble.
1: Exactly. You know, I, I hate to put religion into it, but, you know, it's like when you do them things, God look at you and say, you know what, you did this thing for people and stuff, bam, you automatically push you up. Okay. And, you know, I mean, Michael Jordan later on, he stopped doing them things for people, too. At first, he yeah. gambled and, and golf and stuff like that. But later on in his life, he said, you know what? I got so much of money. I got enough money I can, you know, but, you know, let me help the community out. Let me do this, you know. And it, You know what? I mean, sometimes people got so much money, they don't know what to do with it. I mean, me, I, w- I, w- I mean, in the 90s, me and my coworker made so much money know what to do with that. But we gave away <laughs> money to people. We, we fed the homeless and we dressed the homeless for 20 years at our job. You know? It's in the documentary. We did a lot for people because, you know, I had a $500 apartment. I was I had free cable. I mean, sorry to say this, I had a hookup man. So, so sorry. That was too bad. And I had $14 <laughs> elected bill. So, People used to call my apartment Circuit City Number Two because I had, I had so much electronic stuff. But I enjoyed it. I did. God bless me, you know, because I did a lot. I did a lot for my mom. My mom was very sick before she died, and I did a lot for her, you know. And and we we did good. I mean, it's like now I had to start back over, right back over again. Do all the stuff that I did. I mean, not bad things, but good things. But you got to start back over. And that's what I told your men and women and stuff. Stop putting, I got a brand new call on Facebook. I got brand new this and I because you know what? It, it can all be taken away. Just it certainly
0: know. can. It certainly can. I want to change topics, but first I want to give. A shout-out. I've started from cross-promoting on air, and my first shout-out is to William Morgan. William Morgan currently hosts his own radio show called The Sports Broadcast on rantemradio.com. It airs Monday night at 1115. I hope everybody goes to check it out. And with that segue, we're going into our next topic, which is MMA fighters. Should they go out on their shield? Now, do you know what going on on your shield is?
1: Uh not really.
0: Alright, so going out on your shield is when a fighter clearly has no shot at winning and they are hurt. So it's more of a it's an honor system, basically. It is Okay. So, you know, it's just a code of honor. But as we've learned, especially in lieu of the NFL's, you know, C T E results, uh do you think going out in your shield or fighting when you have no chance is really worth it, or should fighters not have to worry about the honor system and just worry about their health?
1: Well, I know that, that um, like UFC and Force and Bellator have got better on safety with, with um, MMA. I mean, Dana Smith, I mean Dana Smith. Has got, I mean, his fighters, he got a lot better with rules and referees stopping the fights and stuff. I mean, there's a big MMA fight tonight, you know. I mean, I respect him so much, you know. I mean, really, as as the owner and as his rules and stuff. I mean, he's one of the best. I mean, in order to be the best fighters and stuff, all of the best fighters, it's it's in UFC. I mean, he had the best fighters. I mean, they're the Tall and Strike Force is up and coming and stuff, and they had good fighters too. But you'd rather be in the UFC. I mean, no doubt. Dana, Dana Smith, give me a call now. You know, I would like, you know, to get to know more about UFC. You know, when he started the Ultimate Fighter, you know, that was great. I mean, most of the best fighters, the UFC fighters, been on there, you know. Give me a shout-out, okay? But I'm just saying, I, I love USC. I really do, you know. When it first started... I too. ...back in the day.
0: Now, you know, going back to um, going out on your shield or, you know, fighting when you have no chance at winning and um are severely injured, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think you have to know that it's okay to tap out and say, I'm not going through with this. It's, it's not worth it, you know, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it is about your health and safety, you know, because you need to be able to get back in the ring next time and earn more money. Mm-hmm. And, That's good you know... Luck. Listen, I, I think UFC is a phenomenal sport to watch. I'll probably be watching this card tonight since it's not pay per view. But, you know, if you are in severe pain, please, for you, for your friends, for your family, for the people watching, just stop when you feel that your body can't take anymore. Because if you push yourself too far, you can die. It hasn't happened in sanctioned MMA, but it's happened in unsanctioned MMA. It's happened in sanctioned boxing. You know, it's. It, yeah. it, he, you know it can happen. I don't
1: ever and want to see it happen. Day. It had happened in a non-sanctioned match twice. I mean, it never happened in UFC, Bellator, or Strikeforce, but it had happened twice in a non-sanctioned match. You know, uh, one because the referee didn't stop it on time, and two, the man got elbow in the in the forehead and he died of an uh, embolism in his head, you know, because they didn't have to see. Number one, in, the, in MMA, you have to have the best referees, the best doctors and stuff. I mean, because in USC, uh, you know, I mean, I like Dana White. So sorry. Um, he has a medical team right there. He had doctors that would jump on the ring real fast, and will check you out as soon as, because they train to. If they see a blow, I mean, you got great referees that would jump, that would look at a fighter. You know, you got trained, you know, trained referees. I mean, they they are, you know, um, ex, I mean, second and third degree black belts that will look at you and, and can tell that you hurt or not. You know, and you're right. You know, you alright, men or women, to tap out if you hurt or you seriously injured. Tap out. I mean, it's, it's all right. I mean, the great Ronda Rousey, Rousey when she got hit by Holly Holmes and stuff. You know, tap out. It's all right. You know, all winners lose one or two matches. It's okay. Tap out the That's... great Brock Lesnar. Tap out. It's okay.
0: You know? Yeah, I I really think it's fine, and, you know, for anybody saying, you know, don't tap out, I think you got to put yourself in their shoes for a second. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you that I can't, I'm not one for physical altercation, so if I got in front of somebody, you know, I, I I as soon as I felt anything, I'd tap out, I'd be done, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of that in any way, shape, or form, because that's just not what I do with my life, you know. Um, and if you want to get back in the ring, you know, another time, it's hard for fighters sometimes because the adrenaline is pumping through their veins and they can't think, and that's like comes down to the referee and the cornermen. The referee has a lot to focus on all the time. So, I mean, you're trained to do the job, you better do it right. But, you know, the cornerman, if you see your fighter is getting beaten badly, Quit thinking about how much money is on the line and start thinking about the person. Do you want them to come into work tomorrow? Do you want them to go home and see their family tonight? Then maybe now is time to throw in the towel. If a mm-hmm. fighter says, I'm done, which uh, there was a controversial issue um, a while back where a fighter said the words, I'm done, to their cornerman and the cornerman didn't stop the fight and the reps didn't hear her and the fight went on, like, it's. It, if the words I'm done are audible from a fighter, that should be it. Yeah,
1: that's correct.
0: Because at the end of the day, MMA may be your lifestyle, but once you retire, you have money, uh, if you're, especially if you're a big name, you have a lot of money ready for yourself, and you can enjoy your life. But, like, you see what's happening to guys like Ken Shamrock and stuff who stayed in forever? Brain damage—it happens. It's part of the lifestyle. It, you have a very short career, make as much money as you can, and you gotta be careful if you don't overdo it because bad things can happen. That is All true. All right. All right. All right, colour eight eight six zero. You are live.
1: So, uh, hi, uh, thanks. I love your show, and um, I'm calling from Massachusetts. I'm, I'm wondering, um, you know, that, that example that you just gave of the fighter who was like, I'm done, and, and his corner didn't let him tap out, I guess you said? I mean, are there rules? Are there, I mean, is that, I mean, if I was, first of all, if that was my team that didn't let me tap out when I was done, I'd be furious. But are they held accountable? Or are there any
0: rules in place about that? I'll take, I'll, uh, I'll listen to your answer offline, okay? All right, thanks. So, uh, yeah, quickly responding to that question, generally how that works is that the referee has the ability to stop the fight whenever they feel there is a need to and call it off. However, if the ref doesn't call it, the corner can call it. If the fighter doesn't want to do more, they can tap out. The three big people can make decisions. Um. Like I said, you know, about the fighters, they're usually focused on fighting and not necessarily of their safety. I feel it comes down to the cornerman and the referee a bit more. I mean, what do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, because the referee is full, is fully, fully controlled, you know, but the doctors also will jump in the ring quick too, you know, because the referee is the first one that will save your life, and then the doctors would also jump in the ring as well.
0: Yeah, you know...
1: And you know I think the doctors jump in there really quick, really quick. Yeah.
0: I, you know. I think that, you know, I, I just, you know, saying don't get into mixed martial arts, I mean, again, I'm going to be watching tonight, I think you're going to be watching tonight, I'm not against mixed martial arts as a whole. Just be careful. It's like anything else that you do in life. Be careful. Yeah. All right. So, as before we get to our next topic, I do want to give another shout-out. This one is to Mark Perez, who hosts Championship Gold Podcast with Carnage from 7 to 8 p.m. on Tuesday days eastern standard time the seven to eight period is it's on blogtalkradio.com so if you're into pro wrestling give him a listen the guy is a veteran of over 20 years in the sport he helped me prepare for my final segment this week i have a call clip from him on my page as well so check that out if you want to anyway up next Port, oh, can I, can
1: I see, can I say can I say something real quick? Yes, not and not Mar Perez, Mar- Mar- Perez is my best friend. Okay, I have one, I have one leg. I'm amputee, so somebody threatened me, he will beat beat somebody up for me. Okay, but he's a real he's a really nice guy, and when he do his um promotion and the shows and stuff, I'm going. I'm I have my pay, so. I will have his stuff on my page and on um, Brenda my page as well, okay? So when he do his wrestling shows and stuff, I will make sure I have it on my page. Thank you very much. Okay, okay, Alden.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yes, and I think it's just great that we're cross-promoting here. That's something that we encourage. Um, if you're listening and you have your own show, message me. Um, And, you know, we can talk about cross-promotions. It's all about growing ourselves as brands. So, you know, I'm totally open to that. Let's move on to our next topic. So in North America, there are four big sports leagues, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball. But then there are secondary sports like lacrosse, soccer, rugby. Do those sports have a spot in mainstream culture? That is my question to you.
1: Uh yeah, they do. They do. Because I I watch I watch it also because um you, you know, especially rugby soccer I mean soccer. I mean um DC they they gonna build a three hundred um a three hundred million dollar soccer stadium in, in northwest D C and um uh, soccer is big. I mean mm-hmm. because we have different mm-hmm. cultures here. Um in DC, Maryland, Virginia, and they love soccer. I watch a lot of soccer myself and it's great. I mean, it's the it's the world. I mean, they they look at soccer then they watch NFL football. So it's large, y'all. I mean, I love it. I love the culture. I love I I, I just love it, you know? It's cool. You know, I watch, you know, you know the the Mexicans, the Ghana, you know, the Puerto Rico and stuff. I I love it. So, hey, you know, and rugby, you know, it's like American football, but, hey, them some tough men. I wouldn't want to play with them because, you know, they'll break the other leg. So it's it's really good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think there are definitely spots for them that are not just limited to the Olympics because that's where I see these the majority of the time the World Cup, you know. I'm not a huge soccer guy, personally. It, it, the pacing isn't my thing. Um, but, you know, I get there. there's a big audience for it. The MLS has been doing amazing kids since its inception in the mid-90s. I, I think it's up to almost 20 teams now. I mean, that's very stable. That's very good. Rugby is kind of one of my favorites that I don't get to see a lot because there's no real broadcasting deals in America for it. But if you go to countries that have a big British influence, so I'm talking your Great Britons, your Australias, your New Zealands, you have some of the greatest rugby you will see. And it's just fun for me to watch because I know that's where football got some of its inspiration from. And I think that's really cool as a football nerd. You know, that's something I can kind of geek over about. Um, Lacrosse, I actually, you know there are two types of lacrosse. There's outdoor lacrosse and there's indoor lacrosse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I live in Connecticut. We have an indoor lacrosse team, so I'm more into indoor lacrosse personally. And I love the physicality of it. I feel like it's hockey but on grass. You know, but instead of sticks on the ground, there are sticks in the air, and those are the main differences. The same premise applies. Get the projectile into the net. And, you know, I think, um, especially with the advent of the internet, that the sports like lacrosse and indoor football and, you know, uh, in all these smaller secondary sports and markets where they're not prominent can find a spot because, let's say, you know, I want to watch some Ultimate Frisbee. I mean, you know, if I want to watch that prior to the Internet, you know, I had to go in person to find Ultimate Frisbee. I have to look that up, research where it is, through papers and stuff, it's too much hassle. Now I can just type in Ultimate Frisbee live stream, and I can watch some Ultimate Frisbee, or I can watch some Rugby, or I can watch some Lacrosse. And I think that's what's great. So, like, you know, if you want to dabble in learning about a new sport, you're you're able to do that.
1: You're right, but I'm a sport nut. I, I watch any sports because that's. I mean, my mother she taught me when I was five years old. She taught me to watch any kind of sport because she loves. And I mean, that's when I was watching the capitals the Bullies, the Redskins. I'm, I mean, soccer, everything, anything that was on V C, you know, Channel Twenty or Channel Five. I was watching, you know, my mother because she was from New Orleans and she she was the you know, the one who taught me how to watch sports and different things and explanations on different calls and stuff so I love my mother god bless her she 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 taught me how to watch business force and then i be i i was a- gen, I was on a gymnastic team in the sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade, so I was flipping over people and stuff and doing everything and I got that gold pen and stuff, I was I was like, sweet, yeah, you know. And then I got cut from the basketball team, but I made the football team, you know. I played junior varsity, and then I was at defensive tackle. I was skinny as a rut, but I was defensive tackle, and the coach said, no, 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 no. You know, I was running from some boys because they tried to take my, my, my milk money, and he said, You are just fast, uh 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 we're gonna put you at wide receiver. So I wonder at wide receiver
0: <laughs>
1: my my junior season and I caught uh I caught uh six touchdowns for eight hundred yards and stuff and I made uh I made second all team and then he put me at in my senior year I broke my the same leg. That's an like amputation. I broke my left leg, and uh, against Carroll High Carroll High School, and they was big guys from Maryland, and um, that was it. I you know, uh, you know, but I was I was still big. You know, I was like six three, two hundred and seventy five pounds. You know, big dude, and I was working in clothes, so. But I I kept up with sports though all my life. So all day I was I was a big dude. I mean nobody messed with my boss. I was like the bodyguard, you know. So
2: <laughs>
0: no. but I, I love yeah, all, I love all sports. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm a fan of most sports. Uh, there are a few I cannot get behind. My apologies to the golf enthusiasts, enthusiasts and the billiards enthusiasts out there. I think like, our <laughs> sports. There's just not enough. Pacing for me, I'll say. Uh, okay. You know, I'm more about team sports, not just the individual ones, which actually is our next topic. Do you think sports like swimming, golf, tennis, any individual sport, do you see those on the way out?
2: Not golf,
1: because golf is, golf is a great sport because um, – you know, because it's like it's it's more of a concentration. I mean, knowing how to hit the the ball. You know, it's 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 a great sport. I mean, it's like when um, you know, Tiger Woods and I, I give more shout out to Tiger Woods. I mean, not because I'm a black man, because Tiger Woods show how to you know, set up his shots and with a concentration. I mean more more guys play, you know, average guys play golf than any other sport. You know. My boss, he played I mean, he I mean one time he kicked my butt in golf. I was like I was lost. He he really did me in. And then tennis with the Williams sisters. I mean, fantastic. I mean they know how to get, do a tennis ball, but swimming, eh? I mean, after what the U.S. team did and stole all that stuff and act like a bunch of dummies, you know? I mean,
0: that's, that's actually be funny. On the, funny uh-huh. story. Funny story uh-huh. about that. So Ryan Loxie, the guy who fabricated a story, um, one of my cousins' friends, um, like dated. That him, and, like they said, he's dumb as a stick, apparently
2: <laughs> I
0: mean, you know you don't got to be the most intelligent person to be a great swimmer, so you know, no disrespect to you, mr. Locke you, you know uh just maybe don't fabricate stories about you know getting stood up in Rio de Janeiro. I'm just saying it, but mm-hmm. you know, back on the topic of you know individual sports for me, what makes Individual sports sometimes hard is that if the same person reigns supreme for too long, it gets boring. Like back when the Federer and Nadal, you know, Djokovic feud was at the peak, I was like, "Who's gonna win this time? Who's gonna win this time?" I was generally invested in the tennis as a sport. But then I'm like, "Oh boy, Federer wins again!" Hey, look, Roger won again. I'm mm-hmm. Michael Phelps wins again. Oh, look again, Michael Phelps. Or Usain Bolt wins again in, in sprinting. You know, like, I'm not trying to take away from the ability that these athletes have. If you have this great ability, by all means, go for it. I may use, I may not just be one of your millions of um, viewers every week is all I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, but my, we find out why Michael Phelps swam good. Puff, puff. Puff,
2: puff.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs>
2: yeah. I was like, no
1: wonder, no wonder my felt swim good. The little puff. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. And then the tennis, as far as the swimming guy, he's going to be on um, Celebrity Big Brother in a couple of weeks.
0: Oh locked you know? that's right he is yes I mean
1: that's I me in that's me, and Brenda, that's me and Brenda's
0: show <laughs> <laughs> I've never been into that show I mean I, I, I don't know I'm personally listen if you're an athlete you're a celebrity great but if you're a diva I don't want to hear about your personal life you know uh, mm-hmm. I, I just am not for that because there are people who do genuine good who get overshadowed to hear what new eyeliner Khloe Kardashian is using this week? You know, I'd rather hear about, you know, somebody like, you know, helping a, a nice old lady across the street than hearing, you know, you know, what new hair product is being produced by Ralph Lauren. Denver I think, there are this subcategory of sports that even less people know about. Uh, and these are the super weird, super obscure sports. Um, have you ever seen the film Dodgeball and True Underdog Story?
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, great film. And there's that fictional channel, ESPN8, The Ocho, Show, where they show all these obscure sports. Like, well, the, they took the concept from that film and made it a real thing. They made dodgeball into a huge sport. Like, you know all these new trampoline parks that are popping up, Sky Zone, stuff like that?
2: hmm
0: Yeah, well, basically, it's dodgeball on trampolines. There are like big tournaments. They're, you can go up to $50,000 for playing dodgeball. Mm-hmm. I mean, that and, was know, a great movie,
1: too. I thought about stuff, but, you know, all of the cameos for sending and stuff. I say, oh, man, that's a good movie, you know?
0: It is. It is. If you yeah. can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Disclaimer, I do not endorse throwing wrenches at anybody. That is a bad idea.
1: Mhm. Yeah. yeah, but they're I like mean, all
0: smaller, you know, smaller sports. Miniature golf at one point was a competitive sport. I- I'm not even making this up. If you go on YouTube and type in like competitive miniature golf, you can find like challenges from the 1980s where real money was on the line. You can't make this up.
1: No, well, you cannot. Uh, I mean, that's like when I was in junior high. And Dog's ball, I was like, I won many things in, you know, in P P E with Dog's ball. I was just fast, you know, because I had a run from guys trying to take my milk money. And, like, people like, milk money? Yeah, milk money. I mean, my mother actually gave me money for milk, you know. I, a couple of dollars for milk, okay? What's it? What's that a yeah. dollar a day. So they wanted my dollar to buy and and, and and people come on, y'all all know this candy, okay? Now later's okay? Or chicken sticks, lemon heads, okay? Boston baked beans, okay? I can I can go back now, okay? Back in the uh, late seventies, okay? I you know, I'm a old school. I'll be fifty five next month, okay? <laughs> so I can name it RJ, you know. You know, yeah, I think we're yeah. rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: you know, to that's a topic of weird sports. Then there are just the downright stupid ones that I've seen. There was one called Taser Ball, which is where you play soccer, but if you have the ball, you can get tased by somebody with a taser.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good sport. Uh
0: The yeah, I think they um, you know. Dissolved a while back, but um, it's interesting to see what humans will do for their 15 minutes of thing to be called professional at anything. All right, 202, you are live.
2: Hey, man, I ain't getting zapped for nobody.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can get zapped
2: by yourself. You can get zapped yeah. by yourself.
0: <laughs> sure, right. I'm
2: crazy, but not that crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a special brand of crazy. By the way, 202, um, what's your name? Hey, hey, RJ, you know who this B, this Ronnie B,
2: bro. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? Man, you ain't recognize my voice?
0: I'm sorry. It doesn't matter but...
2: if you don't recognize my voice. Or not. <laughs> hey, man, I watch <laughs> too
0: much buck this morning. <laughs> I was going to say, bring in the Rock promo references out. Save that for later. Big wrestling topic coming up later. If you want to get yes, on a great call and you're listening right now, the caller number is 563 999 3462. Once again, that number is 563 999 3462. So, RJ, next topic, RJ. Is, yes.
2: Uh, you got say that in a Joey Styles voice, too, though. You, you got to say it like you mean it. <laughs> All right.
0: The guest call number is 563-999-3462. That number is you 563-999-3462. You got there you go. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> there you go. look,
2: look, it's your show, and you own it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. So Man. we got two topics left for tonight. Um, next one is one I find very interesting: youth sports. Is it becoming too competitive? What do you guys think?
2: Man, every sport is competitive. I mean, that's what even golf is competitive. Although people don't watch on golf because they feel it's so... You know, the commentators is kind of boring, but it's competitive.
0: <laughs> right, but we're talking about children's sports. You know, yeah. like, um, yeah, like little Timmy's T-Ball League, you know. I've seen enough parent freak-out compilations from you to really think that, you know, it's getting disgusting. I think the kids generally don't take it too seriously. My main issue with this comes is when the parents decide that their child is going to be the next, you know, Tom Brady, the next Babe Ruth, and that they have to tell the umpire what the correct call even though they don't know how the sport works.
1: Audrey, okay. have you ever heard of soccer moms? Soccer oh, moms. Geez. That's right. They made it their. They made it their business to the riot. I mean, they get in hockey, hockey moms, peewee football moms. Basketball moms, baseball fanatics, the, they, the, the <laughs> mothers and the fathers of uh, Peewee football—they can go crazy. You mm-hmm. see that footage of that Wee thing when the man punched the man in the back of the head. I was like, "Oh my god,
2: that was yeah. so!" Yeah. You, you know yeah, what it is? I mean, it's just the. It's, it's the passion that the parents have for their kids because, you know, when when the parents put in that work, you know, with the kids that they love and they when they go out there to compete, they want them to win. Um, uh, mainly because, I think mainly because, in my opinion, because they shoot, they be like, man, shoot, I put in all this work. I ain't put all this work in for nothing. So they ain't going to take I it out mean, on the kids. They're going to take it out on the coach.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that, but, like, I don't want you to become Uncle Rico and like put all that effort in because you want what you, for your kid what you couldn't have you know, and you know like and, uh, listen like again uh, I don't think little Timmy should go and just lose intentionally. I think little Timmy should play hard and have fun. But you know I don't think little Timmy's mom should also yell at the referee and charge the mound.
2: Oh no, the redundant of the referee that's that's not going to help. But what you can, what you can do on the on real tip, you know, you teach your children, you know, saying about sportsmanship, and you teach them about um, showmanship. That's one thing you have to um, teach them before any sport, because you, whatever well, you teach them in that house, that's what they're gonna bring out on that field. And you talking about Absolutely. bringing in big money. If you talk about bringing in um, big money and stuff like that, you can't bring in big money having a nasty attitude, and, you know, cussing out referees and disrespecting the front office, although you have talent, but it's just much more than talent. You have to have that um business mind, like, you know what, I know things is not going to work my way sometimes, but, you know, I have to still do what's right because at the end of the day, I have to do whatever I have to um do to get a paycheck, and I'm not going to get a paycheck by disrespecting the person who cuts the check.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. All right, we're about to go to our last topic, but first I want to give a shout-out to Brenda Facemeyer, someone who helped me get started with all this. Her show, Face Off with Facemeyer, airs Sundays 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com. She also has a new show called He Said, She Said. So go check that that out.
2: Yeah, t- hey, stay like, tuned for that show, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for that show. We're yeah. gonna have some fun Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what a day she gonna have it away. <laughs> yeah, because yep. that's a good show. The first
1: installment of that show was like right that. Okay.
2: It right. was good. All
0: right. Now here comes all right. All
2: right,
0: we're about so here's the all right. The final topic for this show, I gave it a full 15 minutes because it's that big. It's one of the most polarizing topics in the wrestling community. Should the late Chris Benoit be in the WWE Hall of Fame? Why or why not? Now, just before we get into that, I do want to just, um, for those who don't know, this is what happened with Benoit, real quick summary. Great wrestler, Eddie Guerrero dies a year before Benoit dies. And when Benoit dies, he um, takes... Out his, first, he kills his wife Nancy, and then he kills his son, and then turns the gun on himself. Now WWE aired a ill-advised, um, you know, tribute show in Corpus Christi, Texas, and then removed all mention of him from the company. And listen, I get what WWE is trying to do here, but it was a little bit of an overreaction. What do you guys think? Should the wall be in the Hall of Fame concerning people like the Fabulous Moolah and Superfly Jimmy Snooker are still there concerning the crimes they committed?
2: I'm going to let you go first, um, Steve, because I got the last say.
1: Okay, okay. You want me to go first? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say no. The only reason I say no because... He did a homicide not only to his wife and to his child. I mean anybody. I mean that did a homicide. Yes. Later on, we found out that his brain. Um. He took many. I mean, falls from the um the raffling ring into his head, which he caused massive damage to himself. The same way that Junior Seau, his brain did when he committed suicide, but he didn't take nobody else's life but his. Um, Crispin Wall was a coward. If he wanted to take his own life, that was fine. Take your own life. But don't take your life, your wife's life, and your child's life. If that caused you to do them things, then you are you are a coward. Plain and simple. And I'm gonna say it as a man, you know.
0: All
1: <laughs> you right, know, you, all right. I can I can
0: to Okay. But but let me bring this up because, you know, Ben Wallace is usually the catalyst for this, but then I gotta ask you, should we take um Jimmy Snooker out of the Hall of Fame? Because he's in the Hall of Fame but Um, he was going to stand trial for uh, the alleged murder of Nancy Argentino, but, um, two weeks before he died, he was stand trial. You know, I mean, uh, do we have to take Snooker out of the equation, too? Okay, real, before you answer that, we got 860 on the line here. RJ. Seth. Hey. What's going on? Just talking Benoit. Just talking Benoit. Doing good. Yes, sir. With well, <clears throat> I, I have are. a
2: I I have an answer for that. All right. Now, all right, see, in, in on Earth, you know what I'm saying, you know, based on what's going on there, it was, you know, that's terrible. It was horrific that what happened in that house, you know, for them kids and um, Nancy to go like that. And, you know. At one end of my you know, in my heart and my brain say, nah, he shouldn't be in the hall of fame. But on the other end, you know, a lot of us did wrong out there too. And, you know, to, you know, like I said, it's a horrific crime what what happened to him. Brother, you know, saying he had to he had to go to he had to go to judgment day and God had to see him through with that. But as us as humans, you know, you know, saying so we have to understand. You even stated that he must been sick off some boys and things like that. You know, he want he supposed to had did a pay per view that Sunday to defend the title. And you remember, he didn't defend the title that day. They was wondering what was going on. So me, like, you know, I feel as though nobody didn't reach out to him really. You know, Kevin Saul. I mean, I'm going to state it, you know, and, I, you know, a lot of people said it, you know, Kevin Saul been supposed to be his friend after this though. He's supposed to be still in tune with him. I think Chris Benoit didn't really have no friends. And only one, I think, that was his friend was Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie Guerrero was going through his, you know, troubles himself. Correct? Correct. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So... What I'm saying is Chris Benoit being in the Hall of Fame, Uh, you know, the fans probably say no because based on what happened, you know, with his wife and, you know, that's automatic, you know. But, you know, WWE just have to be careful and, and, you know, really, really evaluate this because if not, that if he in the Hall of Fame, now you know, they are gonna think that the whole Hall of Fame thing is gonna be tainted because you you know, and for Jimmy Superfly Snicker too, although he was not a comp- to a trial. But they need to be really careful because the fans gonna look at it, they're gonna say, Okay, it's okay for me to do this and then next thing you know, I could be inducted to the Hall of Fame too.
0: Yeah. All right, you know what, ben,
2: I
3: what are your so, thoughts on this? Um, it's very controversial. That's definitely true. The Jimmy Snooker thing plays a big role, and if you talk to people like, uh, Edge, for example, he'll tell you that this was not, from his view, this was not the person that Benoit was, and that maybe the, um, RJ, do you remember the headbutt that he used to do? Yeah, flying headbutt, yep.
0: Flying headbutt, yep, off the top rope.
2: Maybe
3: part of that was, uh, I mean, these guys take so much brain damage. Maybe some of that went to his head, and, you know, everybody loses it, and especially with the brain damage, I feel like some of that could be blamed on brain damage, but not, it's definitely horrible. It's definitely not something that the uh, WWE should even um, condone because it's terribly awful, and, you know, uh, I don't know whether or not he should be in there, but there's definitely an argument on um, him being in there, and there's definitely an argument, uh, probably a bigger argument, on why he shouldn't be.
0: Right. And, you know, I think what I, something I've learned to do is, you know, I listen to a ton of rap music, and, you know, people say some pretty horrendous, offensive, and plainly racist stuff. However, I think we need to be able to differentiate the person Kristen Waugh from the grappler Kristen Waugh. Because uh, that's... If you're going to have the fabulous moolah in the Hall of Fame, who quite literally has been alleged to have pimped out her female talent and have her be in the Hall of Fame, you gotta she you know, say, well, I can... She allegedly pimped out her female talent, and she's still in the Hall of Fame.
2: Okay. Ooh, but... But the thing with Fabulous murder, but she charged with it. But see, this is about somebody who committed a crime, and by them committing a crime, especially a murder um, crime, anyway. And this is very controversial. I mean, with first she didn't commit no crime, that could you know. That's like saying okay in the NFL. That's like saying putting Ray Rice in the Hall of Fame right about now. Like you can't. But Craig, I mean... You know what I'm saying? You, I mean, just can't. They not. Okay, for all that, could put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame in baseball? Might as well. If if, I feel as though if WWE gonna put Jimmy Superfly Snuka and Chris Benoit in the Hall of Fame, I mean, like this. I'm talking about this April, which you know, WrestleMania gonna be this April. This April, will baseball season starts up. Pete Rose should be in the hall. I mean, should be you know talked about in the Hall of Fame if there were and Jimmy Snuka being the WWE Hall of Fame. All right. I mean, but okay, he ain't so hurt nobody. So
0: back, right, but back to the murder because this isn't the first wrestler who has murdered somebody. I mean, um, Jose Gonzalez who um got um got away with murdering or Brody, Puerto Rico. Um, it's, it's, um, he stabbed him in a, in the locker room. Um, Ox Baker, another murderer. Um, he, he didn't intentionally murder. Those were more of incidental things. But Vern Gagne, the daytime promoter, um, killed a man. The Great Kali killed a man. New Jack Shocker there, killed a man. Scott Hall killed a man. You know, and Hall's in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean... Do you want to say okay? We can't
1: talk about Scott Hall at all now. Yeah, and Jimmy Snooker in the Hall of Fame too, nineteen ninety six.
2: Yep. But what I heard, but what I heard was Scott Hall. I forgot who was arguing. It was Sid Vicious. Was it Sid Vicious? no, no. The- I don't know. Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash that's, well, well, okay. The thing, the thing about that, you know. I, I, he didn't kill nobody, though. He got locked up, but he didn't kill nobody. He did kill somebody. He did. Oh, he did. It was a, he yeah, was in Miami. a nightclub club in
0: 1983. He got into a fight and uh, had a dr- a god run on him, and then he got it away and fired on him. I mean, you know, I, I guess under the same circumstances yeah. as Benoit. I'm not trying to excuse what Christian Watt did in any way, shape, or form. What happened is horrible, tragic, and, you know, WWE needs to look into head injuries more. But, like, from a fan perspective, can we, you know, for a second, put the gimmick aside from the wrestler? Because if you can say, you know, again, Snuka, well, he's just Jimmy Snooker, the wrestler. As a person, he may not be great. I mean, you know, it's like it's like saying, you know, Aaron Hernandez was a great football player. I'm not gonna argue with that. But he was a horrible person. But I'm able to differentiate the two. I think
2: as so fans, so you gonna it, put him it, by him being the um great tight end? Could you broke him up? Then him being a great tight end, you gonna put him in the Hall of Fame?
0: Am I gonna put Hernandez in the Hall of Fame? I think Hernandez was a great tight end, but I don't think he's like all time great. You know, the point is not necessarily that Hernandez would be in the Hall of Fame, but you'd actually have to acknowledge his existence, at least. I don't even think you need to put Benoit in the Hall of Fame. Just acknowledge that Chris Benoit actually wrestled for the WWE, that he had a great match with Eddie Guerrero, you know, that he had one of the greatest teams of all time, that he was going to be the ECW champion.
2: I mean, when he left, I mean, before he... All this happened. He was the champion, if I'm not mistaken, because he's supposed to defend it at a pay per view. Yeah, that's right. I think. I, I, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he he had the belt before everything happened. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, because he had just
0: being, Yeah, I'm not positive. I know he, his final match. He defeated Elijah Burke. Uh, mm-hmm. in the finals match to move on to uh, go for the ECW championship. But, you know, I-, I really wanted to bring this up because, you know, wrestling as an industry has come under a lot of scrutiny over the years. People calling it fake, and, you know, because action movies are so real, just reminding people, you know, case being broken, you know, everything like that. I-, I feel that if you do so much good for the industry, you have to weigh that against the bad. You know, and again, I got to know what Chris Benoit did, but at the same time, I cannot say you not acknowledge the achievements the man had. Just like, I can't say. I, I don't have to like Aaron Hernandez as a person, but I got to say, as a player, Hernandez was pretty darn good.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, like I said, character, I mean, at the end of the day, it's your character, like, if your church is messed up and the people, is me- especially if, you know, the murdered stuff like that, goes down the drain. No matter how good you are, how talented you are, once you're on them, pa- once you're on your them papers like that, your your career, you know, is tarnished in a way. And there,
0: I mean, I'm I, well. I, okay, so let's let's bring this back to other pop culture figures. Are we going to say no? We can no longer like Michael Jackson because he slept with children.
2: No, that's different. He was found not guilty.
1: Ah, uh, go back. No, he wasn't. Michael Jackson paid that young man fifteen million dollars.
2: Well, I, I got, I got to do my research on that. But in the court of law, in the court of law. They
1: found him not guilty. Michael Jackson paid that young man $15 million, and he admit no guilt. But why would you pay somebody $15 million? Like I said, you guilty, man, because I ain't paying nobody $15 million if I did nothing, okay? Nothing. Right. Not a drop. Yeah. And
0: it's not just them. Hey. There have been other influential figures in history who have done bad things. These are just some that immediately come to mind. So, I mean, we, we will have. What was that? Yeah, I I'm not pay no million for
2: I mean, you know. Go ahead,
0: Yeah. I mean, we're going Leave down to a minute. Yeah, we're going down to just over 90 seconds left. So um, so if you want to make a final statement, now be the time. Ronnie, you're up.
2: Whenever um, time, you know, um, the Ronnie B. show come up, you know, because I want to open up this new show called the Ronnie B. show, featuring everybody that's on this panel, you know, every day, all day. Um, stay tuned for that. Shout out to Brenda.
0: All right. Thank you for coming on, Ronnie.
2: All right. Anybody
0: else want to go? Anybody else want to make a statement?
3: Nah, I got nothing. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) All right, Seth. For the first time in a while, RJ,
3: I have nothing to say. RJ. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
3: You know me very well. For the first time in a while, I got nothing to say.
0: This is a rarity, i got to say. <laughs> All wow. right, thanks for joining. Yep, see you later. All on. right. All right, any last comments? No. Oh. All right. Oh, two All out of, two out
2: of three falls on Tuesday night. Ray Mysterio versus CN, Holland.
0: All right. Thank you for joining, thank you for joining in to Siancio Speak Sports our second episode. I hope to catch you back next week.